Welcome to the Prima House Podcast, the podcast about house music intended to teach, reach, and preach the genre. We are house music. I'm Kim Garcia, and we have the Prima House DJs, Anthony Garcia. What's up, what's up? Trey Garcia. Hello. And we're recording in noisy central west side San Antonio with our rambunctious mascot, Dottie Longbody. So <laughs> be aware of all the noise. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We have no guests today because we're going to keep this train rolling. We've decided we're going to not have such a big pause in podcasts again so we're going let's do uh, it <laughs> uh, today we're talking about our dirty laundry <laughs> we're airing it all out <laughs> just kidding we're talking about our guilty pleasures in house music but before we get into that we're gonna talk about what we've been listening to lately trey what you been listening to lately so we had our halloween party yeah. it was a smash it so was good a, a bash it was great and I intended was it a monster mash. It was it was <laughs> a graveyard smash. It was, yeah, it's good, man. It's good. It's real good. On the spot. Did you write that? <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> um, so I had intended. I was listening to a lot of new tracks that I purchased. Even found an older folder that I had purchased and never played. So I was listening to all those tracks. A pretty healthy mix of um, um, some sort of techie stuff with some afro house um and then get the opportunity at our halloween bash i go up there i had a few drinks already and the vibe was just so thick everyone was dancing and i noticed that we had some some newer uh people in the audience so i i kind of just like kept it super classic housey that night and i didn't get to go into what i was doing so what i'm listening to is just those folders and those tracks that i didn't get to play um have a few events coming up, so really excited about that, and, and uh, I'll be incorporating some of those tracks. Awesome! Nice. So you had a plan for for Halloween, it just didn't go that way, right? It happens. I, that that happens every time you make a plan, actually. So I don't <laughs> even know why I even fake the funk. Just get out there and do what we do, right? Yeah, I mean, just respond to what the audience is doing. Aunt, what have you been listening to lately? Um, I've, actually, I've been listening to a lot of like, older stuff ever since. Uh, Buying those docks, I've been feeling kind of nostalgic. A little throwback. Yeah, uh, felt like in my high school years. Dock sliders. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, about some cool docks. So kind of feeling like you know nostalgic. I've been listening to a lot of like my high school stuff. I've been listening to a lot of um, shoegaze stuff. Uh, you know. I did not realize you had stopped listening to that stuff. Well, I don't but like. Uh, <laughs> I love shoegaze. I've uh, been listening to a lot of like uh, ride and um, slow dive. Um, Lush, a bunch of like cool shit like that. So very nice. I'm gonna believe that it's cool. I don't know what it well, is. Shoegaze is awesome. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, in preparation for today, um, <clears throat> I I knew what I was gonna do today anyway, but I was like, am I missing something? So I did. I started with like my favorite kind of poppy house. I did like Fat Boy Slim, and did a whole playlist of that. And man, so good. Like just this like avalanches and White Town and um lcd sound system i mean is it really again is it that different but it's like i love okay i compartmentalize that's why i started this podcast because i'm like what is this i need a name for this and so i found like a new kind of avenue that i haven't really like thought about before which is kind of i don't know what to call it. it's like dance music but like with instruments i think what you're experiencing and, and, I, <laughs> and I could be like organic kind of house music um, no, no, no. It's like, you know, like block party, like act like block party is a band, but it's like dancey. Oh, like indie dance. Yeah, yeah, that one specifically is, yeah. 
Yeah, block party is straight up indie dance. Is that you've admittedly admitted before that like you're kind of new newer to the electronic house scene, right, or electronic music scene? Yeah. And what we went through, Fatboy Slam, I would never call Poppy, and I would never call. uh, Deadly's timeless, man. Yeah, timeless, but. It's not mainstream. It was, and back then it wasn't mainstream. So you're. you're, He he is, and he's not. That it became kind of mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now. And you, like now we hear all all day just because of like the marketing reasons, right? Yeah, like yeah. They're marketing to us who we now have okay. careers and we're paying for stuff. So, but back then, I don't know. I mean, it was it was popular in the sense that all of our friends were listening to it. Yeah. But it was still sort of an element of underground, I think. Right. And um, so yeah, so you have that whole Fatboy Slim, um, Roger Sanchez. Uh, Crystal Method, those mm-hmm. types of Moby, all of that Jumeirah stuff Pi, yeah. was popular, but it was never poppy, right? So yeah, yeah. I think my definition of mainstream and yours is a little bit different. Mine is just like it reached the masses. I think kind of what you're saying is like <laughs> it, it, it's a no, he definitely Slim definitely reached the masses, but I don't definitely. think he became like a straight out like sellout superstar. No, no, no I wouldn't no. say that either. Yeah, no, no. I mean that's yeah. yeah. Right. Oh. Oh. Teaser. I'm, just kidding. Teaser. I'm totally kidding. I know he listens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break. So here's the weird thing, dude. Like, we're watching a documentary about Woodstock, how insane it was. And, like, did you ever see? Yeah, so, the yeah, and they had to stop it. And, like, the fans, like, went out, like, got pissed off at him. You know what's even funnier about that is I thought about that era and that time, and I even don't even remember him being that big then. Right. Like, I knew he was huge, but not big enough to play a $60,000, I mean, a 60,000 capacity warehouse. And then last year, we started seeing uh, these clips from the ArcFest, which I kind of want to do this year Uh, in Chicago. Oh, my God. I, uh... Uh, and we saw the stage, and I started hearing this set from Fatboy Slim, like, he was playing this song, and I was like... I don't know what he's playing, but I want it. Like, that is the coolest oh, yeah. music I've heard. You hear Villa Lobos got fucking booed? No. Yes, dude. So, he, so, like, he was like the highlight of the Art Fest last year, and then he played Seismic last, li- last really? night. So, he's like Damn. timeless. Like, no I matter. Know, the dude's amazing. No matter if it's 94, 99, he 2010. Play, he can play a set for 95. 2022. Yeah. The dude's like fucking on top of his game nonstop. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Learning about Fatboy Slim just because of the music video. Yeah. To me, right. the music video is what made it like more mainstream. Yeah. Right. Me too. That's, yeah, that's good. How it, I mean, I had Christopher Walken. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was in DDR back uh, yeah. when PlayStation 1 came out. Yeah, so I remember Spike I was like. Jones <coughs> do, directing all those videos. Like, that's right. I mean, what's bigger, more mainstream than yeah. one of the biggest directors directing your video? That's true. Can we take my, my comments up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but. For me, I still say. Wait, are we recording? Yeah, I never stopped. I never for stopped. For me, <laughs> you're good. Right. We talk about everyone's evolution, right? We've talked about it before, and I, and I hate to sound repetitive. I'm sorry, but for my evolution, it it was not going into a mainstream realm when I was listening to Fatboy Slim or when I was seeing them at raves, seeing them at raves. Like you know, was it that to me was like supremely underground. Right, and then right. for it to have then gone mainstream, it's. It, I mean, he did kind of hit a peak where it was kind of like had the music videos out, like everyone knew who the fuck he was. But you know what? Like, 
Maybe he just had the respect from the underground that. Yeah. To, to right. Him. And even though he went away, like you hear his shit now, everyone's still booking him and like yeah. all this shit's dope. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Man. That Woodstock documentary was so good. I didn't realize that era of giant DJs like that DJing on vinyl. Oh yeah, that was insane. I was they like, didn't talk about that. He just they didn't have CDJs. <laughs> insane. I don't know why that was just so wild to me. I remember the well, he was first, playing our records at that party. Yeah, I know. The yeah. first time I saw um, CDJs, I, I want to say it was probably 2004 or 2005, and it was Miguel Miggs. He walked into DNA with a uh, CD book, DNA in San Francisco, and. I was like, what is that? It looks like the CD book I have in my car. Like, I just yeah, keep yeah, it under yeah. my seat. Uh-huh. And uh, sure enough, he busted out and he was slanging CDs. And that was my first time ever paying attention to what a CDJ was. I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't remember if I had already had the DZ-1200s from Techniques or not. But they were CD players too. Yeah. But yeah, I, it just blew my mind. And, and, that's when it, and then from then on, it was all digital. Absolutely. I know, Anthony, you were a holdout for CDJs for a while. It, yes and no. Like, it was weird. I was thinking about it, too. I used to play shit ton in Mexico, and it was weird. Like, those guys were already on the digital tip way before anyone in the U.S. Like, I was opening for people in Mexico City, and, like, these guys were playing badass sets on, like, old school, like, front-loading uh-huh, CDs. The yeah, CD yeah, yeah. Like, yes. the ones are, like, yeah, like, straight up, like, old school, like, technology and like they were killing it crushing it on these like front-loading cdjs and like i was like what the hell is this like they had all their sets like on burnt cds and you were still playing on vinyl right but i was watching them and i was like looking at this shit and i think it was around 2001 2002 is when i started like playing on like um the cds but like i was a completely different like feeling and sensation but like yeah just watching those guys like do it like back in like the early like late 99 2000s like it was really weird watching it because I was just—I only knew vinyl, so yeah. seeing these guys like crushing on these like so you CDs. were like ahead of the U.S. but behind in Mexico, right? Before you like caught on, right? Interesting. I played a party in 2001 with a uh, a city walkman. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like two turntables, and then I had a, a city walkman underneath the bottom, so no one could see it because I could like pop it up and drop a CD because I they they wanted music that I didn't just have on record on vinyl, so I remember that. Nice. I don't. I, I still don't know when I. I had to be f- 15, 16 when I bought uh, CDJs. And it, yep, and I started trying then. But yeah, it was all record final before that. Hmm. Worth it. Worth holding on to, I think. I think, you know, you guys know. It's a lost art. People compliment you guys all the time. Oh, definitely. Wow. I still have all my CDs. I would definitely rock out like. Oh, you do like still sets. have all your CDs. Hell I yeah, I do. And I have yeah. some badass shit on there. Yeah. Like, I, need to start, I have like, stuff that I can't find. I've tried to purchase. <laughs> like, I'm trying to find a track source or a port and I can't find it. And I'm like, just, just like, fucking I really gold. need to go through all my, like, stuff on CDs. I know I have, like, some crazy shit on there that, like, that I need to just burn on It's USB. like uh, how recently, well, like, during when the pandemic started, I bought... I we uh, should make that a new thing instead of, like, Vinyl night, we should just do like CD night. CD <laughs> night. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. It was like when the pandemic first started. Oh, I'll bring a typewriter. I'll bring a typewriter too. Make my flyer. <laughs> when the pandemic started, I bought my like I bought an N sixty four because I was missing it so much, nice. and I was like, "Now you, because you're gonna have to buy yeah. CDJs." No, I but, well, so uh, sadly or fortunately, my CDJs are the the nine hundreds, and I still have a CD insert, but your XDJs do not. Yeah, 
John still has like, I'll rent you my school. CJs bro Well John <laughs> still has Our old school 200s That we used to play on And I think it was maybe Like four or five years ago For his birthday uh, Yeah we all Went out to meet him And an Allen And we brought our CD books And we just like Played all night It was That's awesome funny. You should digitize those Because CDs don't last forever Yeah they, they, they have a period Where they start to mess up Have you ever had that? You know, like they bubble and stuff no. Oh yeah The crack Mm-hmm. Especially those burned ones, like not the ones that you get from the record company, but the ones you burned. Dude, yeah. we used to brutalize with CDs and they would still play. Yeah, really? no skips. I like. put uh, chicken wings on one of mine and played it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I, what? I was eating chicken wings and uh, my CD started skipping while I was playing a set, like a fucking DJ. Like DJ. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck. So like, I looped in the, the next track, and then I, I pulled it out, and there was like chicken wings on it. <laughs> wow. Freaking good-ass chicken wings. <laughs> well, we're going to move ahead. Um, since we don't have a guest, this is going to be a little bit shorter. Yay. Um, let's move on to Arrow or Dirty Laundry. First off, I hate you guys. Let's start with that. Because <laughs> I know, and I knew it. Today's... Topic is guilty pleasures, and I was like, these guys are going to show up with tracks that make them look cool. No, <laughs> no, look. And the whole point of guilty pleasures is to be a little embarrassed about it. Like, you don't tell anybody that you love this. So, um, I kind of want to start to get mine out Do of it. the way, and that Go way I can it. get like the Go embarrassment out of the way. Um, so I came in with a cascade. Track. What did you bring? Yeah, thank you, thank you for asking. I came in with a cascade track, and um. I would describe this track like candy. Like it's sweet. Like it hurts your teeth. You know what I mean? It's one of those kinds of tracks. And that's kind of like my style. I, I'm guilty of loving tracks that are too sweet sometimes. And it just itches a scratch in my brain sometimes. So this is one of those. But most of all, I want to have some fun. I want to have some fun. I want to have some fun. like we've talked about this track before no have i brought this one up i feel like we have a one i of think the we have what yeah you like the song a lot I like this you song do a it's okay it's okay for the to rear its ugly head again oh, then it's not really a guilty pleasure if i just keep bringing it up <laughs> you know i think cascade himself was probably a guilty pleasure right like i, I fucking love step it out it's you, all of that, you know. Definitely all that, the old school Ohm shit. Yeah, that was just uh, amazing. Before right? he went, crossed over to the EDM world. Yeah, and hey, get your money, boo-boo, right? I mean, he had to do what he had to do. And, and, yeah, anyone and who signs on Ultra is definitely a yep. million-dollar contract. Yeah. Yep. So can't really hate on it. Um, there's something, there's some sort of authenticity to that track that I love so much, though. It's not, it to me, the guitar, the like, whatever that little banging sound is, like, it sounds like literally a Drums? tin cup. Oh. No, it sounds like a tin <laughs> <laughs> Percussion? <laughs> no, it's like, it, sound, it sounds like a tin cup. Um, it, it feels very authentic. It feels like a very fun... It is project, you know. It is. It's well produced. It's Cascade. That's I mean, he's totally normal. polished, well produced. It's Super. something you'd see on a commercial or something like Abs- that. Yeah. Car commercial mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> commercial. 
um yeah i really enjoy it it's so much fun i i'm sorry if i brought this one up before yeah it's okay <laughs> all right i'm moving on but wait i have to whoa, ask whoa, yeah, why yeah. is it why is it your guilty pleasure because it's cascade like you said mm-hmm. it is cheesy it is sweet it is candy mm-hmm. right it's just like i want to have some fun like okay. come on what self-respecting DJ is listening to that on their free time? Like nobody. That is, I think it's a EDM track for DJs. Th- uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's a track for the girls. Like, yeah, it wasn't literally- even like a very EDM track. Uh, track. No, no, and it didn't. We didn't really get into like the kind of more dancey part. Mm. Um, I think it's a track for the girls and the gays. Maybe mm. it's a good time. <laughs> uh, it's a good time. It's really fun. Um, just says it promises. It says it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Fun track. Yeah. It's a good time. But the guitar, for some reason, uh, that like bass or guitar, whatever it is at the beginning, kind of like levels it out for me. And again, brings some authenticity to something that could have been overly polished. I don't, I know you guys find it overly polished. I think it's just polished enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Aunt, what'd you bring? Uh, this was a toughie. I picked out a bunch of tracks, but. You um, have so many guilty pleasures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not sure if this. But, I think it's a guilty pleasure. I know everyone else disagreed, but um, just a track that you know you don't really think about when you think about house music or anything like that. It's just one of those tracks that randomly pops up when you're out and about somewhere, and you're hearing you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember that track. It's a good track," and you start bobbing your head to it. I disagree. So. It's a fucking classic. No, it is, but you don't really like hear that on clubs and stuff. Right. Like you don't really like go out to like, you know. I disagree. Badass house events, and you hear someone drop that track. Like I don't remember the last time I heard a DJ drop that track. I will next Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so I picked the uh, Mojo Lady. I know everyone knows that track. It's uh, it's a good track. Um, super simple. Uh, you know, the sample Chic. Uh, who doesn't love Chic? You know, it's a cool, pick the great disco track mm-hmm. to loop. Super simple. Like something along the lines of like um, Stardust. You know, music mm-hmm. sounds better with you. Like, That's right. Super simple tracks. Long loops. Super loopy. But... They have those good bass lines that make people dance and just simple and clean. And Yeah, less is more with all that whole... Yeah, it's very minimalistic, but yeah, it's, it's a great track. You Death can't stop bobbing your head to it. Yeah. Well, just in case you don't know this one, let's listen to it, but I know you all love it. Yeah, your guilty pleasures. I are mean that up. bass, that baseline, like that baseline is dope. Like <laughs> it is. it's undeniable. Like, but it's like I said, it's just not one of those like tracks you you that are always like in the top of your list. Yeah. That you always like run, you know, always like you want to like drop it. If yes. you hear it somewhere, you, you, it, it's a great track. Surprisingly, I, I didn't even own it, but I had uh, DJed at Stephanie and Joe's wedding, mm-hmm. and that was one of the tracks that they specifically asked for. Like I think when they came out. I, I believe. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So there was like a specific version of it that Joe had liked, and I had to go out and, and buy it. They still never paid me for it, but whatever. <laughs> two dollars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a waveform. It's like two seventy nine. Three two ninety nine. So um, yeah. So and then after that, I found myself playing it, and and uh, actually I couldn't find it in the waveform, so it was a, a lower quality. So I always had to turn up the game to play it out, and I'd forget that my game was up for the next try. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a mess. Uh, you know, Great as track. a DJ, it's probably not on your list, but I think as a 
A dancer? A dancer. Yeah. This is always on my playlist. Yeah. I think, I mean, I probably don't go one month without hearing this track. What I'm, part I'm, I'm pretty did positive. they sample from Sheik? Was it that bass line? Yeah, the bass line is completely the, the disco, the, sh- the Sheik track. Shit, yeah, man, that's bad. Niles, Niles Rogers, that's him on bass. Like, yeah, of course, you know. He does all, yeah. If there's ever a bass line that you're in love with, it's either one of two people. It's Niles Rogers or it's Parliament. Flea? Oh. That's <laughs> Flea. Well, yeah, no, no. It's, it's, it's got to be the top three, I think, is, uh, you know, definitely, um, yeah, Niles Rogers from, from Sheik. Yeah. Bootsy Collins. Bootsy, yeah. And I guess today's music would be like someone like Thundercat, something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Thundercat. George Clinton. Yeah. Dude, real quick, before we move on. So Anthony and I are like in Bernie thrift shopping we're at the thrift shop and there's a song that sounds exactly like one of pharrell's tracks no 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 like one of daft punk's tracks the one with pharrell was it get lucky or happy no it's get lucky oh yeah and um but it's country what but it's like exactly the same and anthony and i look at each other and we're like what is this why Hmm. is there a country version and it's not exactly get lucky anyway Niles Rogers like basically gave away the exact same bass line to for a country track. song. No, it was, <laughs> it makes was sense. So actually. does it make yeah. sense? It makes sense to you. It does. I, I mean, when you, when you think about trying to bring the crossover artists yeah. and things that are poppy for for radio, yeah, yeah, when you get these parts and you, it was awful. I was yeah. so upset. I was really <laughs> bought. Like I was so annoyed. Um, because I hate country so much, but yeah, I guess it's good crossover. Who did that? Um, Thick, Robin Thick. He took the uh, Temptations track. Was it Temptations? He got sued for it. Maybe I think he, <laughs> he got. Was it Marvin Gaye's track? Oh, are you talking about the the only one track that everyone knows? Yeah, about him, Robin Thick. We have my girlfriend Olivia, the lovely li- Olivia over lines. here. She won't have her headphones yeah, blur- on, but blurred lines. Oh, blurred he lines. did get sued for yeah. that. Blurred lines is great, though. That was a great track. Because you, you heard it before. Because it was Marvin Gaye's track. <laughs> 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 that was an era too, where that where Daft Punk's, um, you know, get or whatever that album was called. What was it called? The one with Random Access Moments or Random. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Random yeah. Access Memories. Exactly. And JT had just come out with an album. That was such a awesome little era of music. It was JT rap- Donaldson? <laughs> Sorry. <No>. Justin Timberlake? <laughs> so uh, Justin Timberlake had just come out with like 2020. And Robin Thicke had just come out with that album. And then uh, Random Access Memory had just come out. Like that whole mm-hmm. era of pop music was mm, yes. so good. I loved it. Don't so, ever let me hear y'all say I don't like pop music anymore. Me? I will never. Shit. Y'all give me so much shit about liking pop. I don't like, give you shit. They're like, what are you listening to today? I was like, oh, not, not the radio. <laughs> I'll listen I to some real underground shit. I have some shit nobody's ever heard. Oh, no. No, I'll never. I think it's important to be in touch with whatever's popular. Yes. Um, I do like not, I, I will say things about things that I don't understand. Like, I feel like doesn't have a history in dance mm. music or whatever. Like, whatever they're trying to do. I'm like, where, where are you getting this from? Like, where is it? based in gotcha i don't know if that makes I mean, any yeah, sense does. but <clears throat> i will I, I listen to the radio i think it's important to listen to the radio i hate the radio <laughs> well yeah, that's why you still play disco <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. keep it please <laughs> talking about disco's a shit it is disco never dies <laughs> disco's a shit all right trey what'd you bring i brought 
Sneaker Pimps, Sneaker Pimps track, uh-huh. uh, Sugar Daddy O. Uh, it's kind of one of those Spin Spin Sugar. <laughs> so same artists that do Spin Spin Sugar. Really? But, yes. Okay. Sneaker Pimps, but um, I felt like this one was a little more of a really popular dance track back in the day, whereas Spin Spin Sugar, while it was more popular than this one. It was also Wait, played. This isn't the same parties. song. The no, sugar no, no. Daddy, oh, sugar daddy. No, it's different. Oh, yeah, it's two different it. tracks. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And this one's a this one's a guilty pleasure because it is um, like it was a fun dance track, and but also amazing bassline, groovy like, bassline. What? What era? Oh, this is like Footloose, where it's like illegal to listen to fun music. I don't understand this concept. I don't get what's happening. All right, we're going to listen to it. Yes. I already love it. Sugar Daddy, oh baby, it's a whole different track. They're, they they probably do have a remix. I mean, you hear that bass line. Yeah. Anthony Anthony went off mic trying to talk shit, saying that this is a Armand Van Helden track. I'm pretty sure. Well, no, he did the remix. They have a remix of it. One. Yes, but but it's not Sugar Daddy, oh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, but very he, similar though. He, yeah, I mean, it's it's the uh, sneaker So he could have incorporated both into it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's call him up. <laughs> he, dude, that, dude was, that dude was king back I'm in the fucking early 2000s. Give us a yeah, call. Mom Van Holden was Primo the fucking house. man. And dude, you did the "You Don't Know Me" and yeah, uh, he killed it. He was yeah. a king. Yeah, back in the early 2000s. Yeah, amazingly dope. Again, I hate you guys. But it's a beautiful track, right? It's I a mean, gorgeous track. There, what good. is? It, I don't understand what's guilty it's, about it because it was so good. Because when that came out, there was also this really rough, rugged. Garage okay. house music yeah, yeah. too, and then these song, these tracks were kind of like allowing people to learn more about house music, and so like like I said, it automatically you know a lot of house producers and DJs are pretty uh, snooty and stuck up when it comes to what they'll like and what they'll admit to like, and that just wasn't you know just wasn't. Uh, I feel like we're I, we're probably always in an era like that. I think the equivalent of right now's era is like deep house is where it's at. But when come, people come out with like a Jack and house or a super disco house or whatever, everybody's like, Ooh, that's too puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, is it com- comparable like to the garage versus. I feel like deep house right now is the, the poppy. I feel like deep house oh. right now is what, what I think Anthony and I loved about deep houses is no longer. And it's actually a different, probably a different genre. Yeah, um, the deep, deep shit is no longer deep. Deep yeah. House now is considered to like be minimal, like that Hideaway track we were talking about. Yeah. You know, that's I think that's actually considered Deep House. And um, uh, the disclosure stuff, of course, they can do something that's really dirty and grimy, and we'll just love it. I, I love, I like all their stuff, but 
I think they're considered deep house now, you know, and, and that's just not what it was when we, in 04 and 05 when we were listening to deep house. That was more along the lines of like um, the Migs and, and Donaldson and Jask and Pap and Olsen yeah. Lottie and shit like that. I know we've so. done a deep house episode already, but now I think we need to revisit like a uh, old school versus new school deep house because now I'm really confused. Well, yeah, deep I, house is just a genre that's always changing but i i feel well the sound is always changing. yeah so it's more about the it's like saying i'm underground right it's like oh <laughs> it's like deep right it's like i'm under i know things that you don't know uh, i don't know maybe we should study it and research a little bit right. and then have another show on it because i just know that what i loved about deep house is no longer deep house yeah like, like all like, the naked music and all that um, stuff that was coming out, yeah. Uh, I mean, Strictly Rhythm, uh, as Old they went through paper. a whole, yeah. Um, it's just guidance. Not, I wish I had, I wish I had the brain cells to talk about it more. Right yeah, I did not come in but prepared like, for this conversation. No, it's not even so much like a hollow. <laughs> I think, to be honest with you, all of this should be off the cuff. But I don't. Um, I just know that I've had my feelings about what Deep House was, and then. And then when it evolved and, and it got taken over, I believe the genre, the name, got stolen from what Deep House yeah. truly is. I think House has and, gotten, the name House has gotten stolen. Yeah, in some regards. But I think what we do and where we are, if you looked at it, if you looked at music as a spectrum or even electronic music as a spectrum, that band where we are is is very sophisticated, very unique. and And you're either trying to come up to it or you'll just never have the mental capacity capacity to find it. Gotcha. So, I don't know. Excited to do that one. That's going to yeah. be the next one, it's I good. think, maybe, depending. But that's a great one. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, hey, Trey, guess what? What's up? You're doing the lightning round. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> You've never done it before. Yay. <laughs> and we're back. It's time for the lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Trey, this is lightning round. You know the rules. Not even going to explain them. You good? Trey, this is the lightning round. Answer each question with no explanation. Are you ready? I am ready. If you're stuck on an island, pick that one album you'll take with you. Matashahu. King Without a Crown, Live at Stubbs. Are you serious? Yes. That's a great album. It's a beautiful album. Holy crap. Wow. You continue to surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Cunt. Wow. <laughs> Expensive. All right. That's a fun one. If you could collaborate on an album or a single, who would you like to do that with? Ah. Uh. Enrique Cortazar. A little offended. You told me. Anthony. You said me earlier. What are you talking about? We just had this discussion. Well, you were there, though. It's me, you, and Enrique. <laughs> what is your uh, most commonly used emoji? Uh, the white heart emoji. The white one? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, because my phone is black, so it stands out better, I think. It's because you're pure of heart. I send it to my boo all the time. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst track ever requested of you while playing out? 
I actually haven't received the Bad Bunny request. I was going to say anything, Bad Bunny. I haven't received that. I I, I did get. Um, oh, uh, I was playing a house event and someone kept asking me for cumbias. <sighs> and I love cumbia, but you know. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> she danced all night, though. <laughs> I remember. What's your newest record? Uh, the. What? Oh, I bought that for you though, Elia. But what was the 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 Sacred Souls? Yes, yes. I love that you have to think about it. <laughs> I knew, and that you had two options. <laughs> um, okay, I know the shittiest gig you've ever played, so I'm going to skip that one. And what's the <laughs> moment you decided to stop playing weddings? Um. Wait. The moment I stopped. Wait, have you stopped playing weddings? Yeah, I was going to say you just played a wedding. <laughs> I didn't play a wedding. Well, not just, but you you played um, Stephanie's wedding. Yes, but that's very unique, right? Because yeah. right. what's your favorite gig? House. My favorite gig. God, it has to be last year's Halloween. I mean, this year's Halloween kind of topped it. No way. I think so. Yeah. I mean, this year's slap. You know, my yeah, favorite sure. gig. My favorite gig was this one time after the pandemic. We were playing. It was a Primo House party, and there was. People wearing Primo House tees, Aww. and we didn't know anyone there. Oh, I remember, remember that. that? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we were looking at each other across the dance floor. We're looking at each other, and we're like, "What the fuck?" I thought like, you were giving away those tees. No, I was no, like, no, oh, no, no, no. Giving away tees to no, these no, no, people. No. It was like five or six people were just rocking our tees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so that was probably the funnest. I mean, I've had a lot of fun gigs. I'm not gonna be wrong. Um, a lot of our South by events were like super. Oh, fun. Oh yeah, the South by's are fun. Um, yeah, just I think what we're doing at Hondros and, and, and trying to build up that ability for people to dance, it's just fun when, when, the, when the vibe is thick. And it often is. Yeah. Man, I, I, I was convinced it was going to be that Halloween. Maybe that was my favorite gig. That, that like, was, right after the pandemic Halloween was well, so Both Halloweens have been yeah, yeah, both badass, but, la- but this, this, this Halloween was dope. That was another vibe. We had John gig. on, surprise guest. We had... Oh, yeah. Was yeah, it was great. Yeah. And I remember um, that, like, before we started Prebo House, and you and I, Anthony and I, had talked about, like, like um, the difficulty in the city of playing. And he's like, just fuck instantly. Just do you. Just do you. I do me. I just go out and play. I get booked. And, and uh, I kind of took your advice that year, 2019, and I just played a whole bunch of individual events. And, um, you know, not being associated with a crew and just doing whatever. And then the Vibe With Me Cats booked me to play Limelight and yeah, yeah. headline. And that was, it wasn't my first headlining gig, you know, because I've played McAllen gigs are always fucking super uh, duper fun. It's just dude, a whole I love yeah. different there. realm, right? And then, um, oh, I can't believe I forgot this Secret Garden. We played Secret Garden in Austin, Austin Den, oh, and yeah. that went off. That was, that was amazing. Um, That's always a fun night. It was always good, good feedback. And, but um, but to play Limelight, you know, being a local DJ in San Antonio and, and uh, getting the opportunity to sort of headline, uh, it was a two-hour set, and I did not have my music ready. I don't even think I had enough music for two hours. But, yeah, I just, like, <laughs> you know, did made it do what it do, and it's just uh, That place was one, man. It w- yeah. not, it's not a house venue. Right. It's not a place that you right. associate house with, but... So people were dancing. But, yeah, like, uh, played a few shows there, and yeah, it was fun, man. Name on the marquee. It's just yeah. fun. Oh, yeah, that it's is fun. cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you have a picture Miss of that? that spot? I do. My uh, my mom and dad came. And, uh, <laughs> they used to always go to a lot of shows. They don't so much anymore. But they, um, my mom was outside, and these two girls were walking by. And they saw my name on the marquee, and they're like, Trey Garcia? Who the fuck is Trey Garcia? And my mom was like, if you don't know, you should get in there. Aww. <laughs> I was like, damn, mom. We're all there that night. Told they su- we're all he there sucks. That night. Yeah. yeah. That what? We were all there that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Good time. Good times. Not like the time on New Year's Eve where I broke a whole champagne glass on your mother's feet. <laughs> that was really was that, that New Year's Eve party was super fun. It was so fun. Yeah, I think I was giving New your mom a hug and I just like dropped. I knew it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I was humiliated. Anyway, that's the end of the show. What do we have to plug, dudes? Uh, I got first phone Friday, this Friday. Shit. Oh, fresh. Okay. Got on it the 18th? Fast. Yeah, Friday the 18th, uh, me and Adam Madrigal, we do our shit every third Friday of the month uh, over at Southtown 101. That's a fun gig, man. Yeah, yeah. it's always a great man, time. that place is like more beautiful every time we go. What's, it does. It's like they're renovating. The sound, ever since they got rid of that shitty ass. Uh, the sound is good. The sound is That yeah. soundboard. I feel like, like the owner, I don't sound. know the owner, I know you know the owners, but I feel like the owner just like, cares. And, well, he uh, loves house music, changes. and that's always the greatest feeling Dude, in the world the to play a venue where, like, the owner likes Managers house music or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If it the owner is, yeah, there's, yeah, it's but, always shitty when you play a van. They they don't understand and they don't yeah. like your music, and it's just like you have to struggle and battle just to like win them over. Win them over yeah. There, it's just you just do your own thing. Play something with words. Good, yeah. <laughs> Play some cumbia. Yeah. That uh, that night, that same night, I got uh, lucky enough to get booked by our good friend Mike C. Nice, who's love playing at uh, Charity Bar. So that's from five to ten. So it'll be an earlier gig. But uh, we love Charity that? Bar. That's Friday the eighteenth. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's one of our date night spots. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, nice. We love. Charity I'm excited Bar. to play because the there's just like yeah. no frills. Like nobody's gonna be really be dancing, right? It's an art show and an art event. And uh, but yeah, just to cool rock out some, like, a, deep, uh, some deep house. Yeah, yeah there we go. That's um, another spot though that the owners some Barbie love girl house in funk. <laughs> Barbie girl, yes. <laughs> but that is a spot like Anthony and I. We do go there often. Um, I love a good soup. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the ramen is awesome, dude. It's the best ramen in town. Um, and then, but they love house music there. Every time right we're on. like sitting around, like oh, they yeah. they sometimes like have a funk DJ there, and like just their playlist is like either house or funk. It's really awesome. Good. Oh. And speaking of vinyl, I'll be playing vinyl that night. The next night is our House of Primo yeah, at yeah. Hondros on the 19th. And we'll be playing uh, records that, that night as well. It'll be fantastic. Dan, Chacho, and me, we're playing the vinyls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the plural of vinyls. And um, on the 26th, after that, I play Austin, um, Summit Lounge. Yeah. Midwest oh, sessions. Nice. Really excited do about do that. the rooftop? No, um, they do the downstairs. The lounge the area. Lounge. Oh, cool! Yeah. That's a really pretty place. Yeah. I'm not big enough to do the That's rooftop, cool. but uh, <laughs> and it's then all the EDM garbage upstairs, anyways. December third, we have our Primo House again. Yes, the we house do. Of Primo will be uh, Anthony, David, Isaac, hopefully Spoon, Spoon, hopefully come down from Austin, um, and Alan, Alan Balon. Yeah, and then December last plug. December 17th, our uh, Primo House holiday party. It's always been kind of fun. We were just uh, getting the, the the cheer, the, how do you say it? The Christmas. Holiday cheer. There you go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We're going to be roasting chestnuts. Yes. Yeah, we're going to do that. We'll do it all. Know what that means. <laughs> Opening gifts. <laughs> Well, if you don't remember those dates, write them down, but also follow us on all the social medias. What are they, Trey? 
Primo Red House on Instagram. DJ Trey Garcia on Instagram. Ant underscore 210 and IG. Cameo all together. And, and you'll find the rest of the cats on there if you just go. Yeah, seriously. I've, if I haven't said it once, I'll say it again. Um, don't just follow Primo House, but follow each of our individual uh, DJs. They all not only do Primo House parties, but they do their own side gigs, side parties that are their own unique vibes. Um, so if you're trying to get into the scene, that's how you do it. Um, there's a big crew of us, so you'll get you'll get to know everybody quickly. Wu-Tang of house music. That's right. Yes, we are. <laughs> all right. That's the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are house music. Yep. Bye. Good job, Kelly. Oh, thank you guys.